Hello and a very warm welcome viewers, you're watching Policy Watch with your host Kriti Mishra. Union Health and Family Welfare Minister Dr. Harshvardhan has approved the National Policy for Rare Diseases 2021. The policy aims to bring down the high cost of treatment for rare diseases and was brought after multiple consultations with different stakeholders and experts in the area. Along with lowering the cost of treatment of rare diseases, the policy aims to increase focus on indigenous research and local production of medicines. Those suffering from rare diseases that require one-time treatment will get the financial support of up to 20 lakh rupees under the umbrella scheme of Rashtriya Arogya Nidhi. And for deeper insights, I'm joined by Professor Sarman Singh, Director, AIMS Bhopal, and Dr. K. Madan Gopal, Senior Consultant, Health, Niti Ayok. Welcome to Sunset TV, both of you. And Professor Singh, coming to you first. Rare diseases are broadly defined as diseases that infrequently occur in a population and there are three markers that are used. The total number of people with the disease, its prevalence and the availability or even the non-availability of treatment options. So what is the formal definition of a rare disease if you could tell that for the knowledge of our viewers? Uh, basically, these, uh, you know, in our courses, we have been reading these diseases and they are discovered time to time, but uh, there are two major organizations. Uh, one is in America, uh, that is National Organization of Rare Disease, NORD, what they call. And there is another organization in Europe, uh, basically it is funded by INSRAM, uh, which is a uh, government of France. So these two organizations, they have been working on that and they have designed a definition that any disease which is having prevalence of less than five per 10,000 of the population in that particular country. So it will vary from country to country. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, even uh, uh, with this definition in India, there are more than seven crore probably. Uh, they are there, people. And depending, even in USA alone, there are more than 25 million people, uh, those who are suffering from rare diseases. You very rightly in your preamble said that there are many criteria. One is, of course, the prevalence, which is... Uh, they have to be less in number. Uh, there are also various, uh, uh, you know, uh, genetic uh, regions, which probably we will come a little later. But uh, to begin with, uh, the most of these diseases, they are caused by uh, during the uh, genetic changes or their protein folding or enzymatic development or DNA defects. So these are the diseases and they manifest sometimes not in childhood, most of these, they manifest in childhood. Sometimes they manifest in very, you know, advanced age, like 40s or 50s. So there are definitely, these were uh, uh, basically, they were not recognized. They were neglected. There were no clinical criteria. There were no signs and symptoms defined as per WHO, uh, International Classification of Diseases. So WHO has also classified these diseases. So ICD codes, what we, uh, you know, define, they have also been, uh, uh, you know, assigned to various diseases. So in last 20, 25 years, a lot of work has been done on these diseases. All right, sir. So those are the broad highlights. And Dr. Gopal, coming to you now. For quite some time, different stakeholders have been demanding for a comprehensive policy for prevention and management of rare diseases. Various high courts and also the Supreme Court 
expressed concern about the lack of a national policy for rare diseases. Now that the uh, policy is there, take us through the highlights of this important policy. So I will just uh, give you the background. Uh, uh, that means globally around uh, 7,000 rare diseases have been identified and only 5% have the treatment available for them, representing a significant unmet need for the patients. So far, around 450 rare diseases are recorded in India and approximately 80% of these are genetic in origin. Half of the cases are in children, which are which one-third of them, they die before the age of one, of one year of age. While India is yet to build its national database of the individuals who are affected by such uh, uh, rare condition, it is estimated that around 72 to 96 million of Indian population is likely to be suffering from rare diseases. This figure is based on global population prevalence of rare disease estimated in the range of 3.5% to 5.9% of this. As per the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare estimates the treatment cost of this genetic disorders may vary between 1.8 to 1.17 million, 1.8 million to 17 million. That, that is the range. These estimates are a proof of a complex and uh, and a continuously evolving field of rare uh, diseases with uh, new rare disease and condition being identified and reported regularly. This has posed a, a formidable challenge in the form of all stakeholders and especially the government that is grappling with the macro economic allocation dilemma of rare disease this because the priorities are different. You have to see that how these to prioritize this thing. The underlying cause of the rare disease can be difficult to identify and the symptoms of disease are quite different from each patient, making rare disease exceedingly difficult to diagnose. Rare disease present an unmanageable burden and challenges to the patient who are affected uh, to the family and the clinicians who care for them. Since most of the rare diseases are genetic origin, we must step back to a bit to strategize the prevention of this. Having said this, to address these challenges, uh, a very comprehensive national uh, policy for rare diseases uh, 2021 has been finalized by the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare after multiple consultations with different uh, stakeholders and experts in India. This, the draft which was prepared after the expert consultation was shared with the, was put in the public domain for comments uh, on the, during the early uh, January, uh, early January 2020, on which comments and views were expressed. And after that, uh, this was finalized and, and uh, all the comments were examined by the expert committee, which was constituted. And after this, uh, this policy was uh, uh, released uh, shortly. The red uh, disease policy aims at uh, to lower the cost of the treatment for rare diseases yes. with increased focus on indigenous research with the help of national consortium to be set up in the Department of Health Research. As, uh, and the Ministry of Health being the convener of this. There has been an increased focus of research and development uh, and local production of medicines, uh, with, which will lower the cost of the treatment for rare diseases. The policy also envisages uh, the creation of national hospital-based registry of yes, rare sir. diseases. So the, so that adequate uh, data is available for definition of this. And apart from that, one of the highlights of the policy is that it focuses on early screening and prevention through primary and secondary healthcare infrastructures. So all right, sir, so these are the salient features. That, uh, and of course, uh, as we proceed, we are going to analyze all these points. But yes. Professor Singh, the field of rare diseases, it's a very complex and a heterogeneous one. And the prevention is extremely difficult. 
So what are the challenges in treatment and management of rare diseases? You very rightly said, Kratiji. Uh, it is a challenge and the, as Dr. Madan Gopal also said that uh, government is trying its best and basically uh, I, I think uh, uh, the root cause is diagnosis because most of uh, these diseases, as 50% Dr. Madan Gopal also said, very rarely uh, these are uh, uh, acquired in the later life, but early in the childhood or during the, the, the babies in the womb. Uh, at that time, uh, these diseases, when the child is getting developed or genetic uh, changes during embryogenesis, what we call so during that period, these diseases, they do take place. And therefore, uh, in some of the Western world, like in Europe and America, there is a huge screening of the mother and father. Unfortunately, that, that part needs to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, emphasized in India. And because Dr. Madan Gopal works in the Niti Aayog, I, I think uh, he is the best person to advise this and Ministry of Health, they should, you know, uh, strengthen. And that's what uh, he emphasized that uh, Niti Aayog, they have suggested and Ministry of Health has come up with the uh, financial aid. And they are having up to 20 lakhs and up to 40 lakhs in some of the cases, which is, which requires a single, you know, uh, single time treatment. Like some of the uh, genetic disorders, if they are diagnosed uh, in vivo, uh, in utero, sorry. In utero means when the baby is in the uh, uterus, means yes. uh, before birth. At that time, some of these diseases, they can be cured uh, for lifelong. Obviously, once they are cured, so then there are no, uh, you know, they will not recur. But most important thing is that uh, the marriages, the premarital counseling, and the preconception and antenatal counseling and treatment and uh, how to make the couple a choice, correct choice that, you know, this baby is having, most likely this will have this, like, you know, the, the, the commonest uh, of the rare diseases, even though rare, but within the rare, if you see the autism is the most common. Uh, it is many a times it is very difficult to counsel the you know uh, parents and many times they don't come they don't come right. to the doctor for this uh, thing and even if they come the screening services we don't have in many places because they, there is a huge uh, list of what various tests should be done it is a very costly affair of course so the poor people they cannot afford if it is in the private sector Many of the government sector, they don't have a screening uh, battery of the test. So these are the some of the challenges and probably for that, the government of India is trying and we all are working on that, that how the laboratories, the diagnostic facilities, they can be strengthened and they can reach to the, uh, the masses. That is also very important because in Delhi, Bombay, some you know advanced centers, you can have these, but not many people, they will be able to reach these. So that is very important thing. Absolutely, sir. As you said, that early diagnosis of rare disease, that is a major challenge. And of course, owing to a variety of factors. Dr. Gopal, how do we create awareness among primary care physicians, create adequate screening and diagnostic facilities across India for prevention of uh, such kind of diseases? So you have rightly said, Kriti, that uh, early diagnosis of the rare disease is really a challenge owing to multiple factors. One of the factors is the lack of awareness among the primary care physicians, lack of adequate screening and diagnostic uh, facilities. The traditional genetics uh, tests uh, which we have been doing, they include tests that can only address few of the diseases. 
as a result the physicians they are not able to, uh, physicians often provide their best uh, guess on what test needs to be done because we don't have a standardized that the number of tests are limited if the test is negative further testing would be required until next generation sequencing based test or chromosomal microarray that kind of tests are available whatever is available but they are expensive and time consuming process and interpretation and counseling on these issues they are really they will take time apart from that there is lack of awareness about rare disease in the general public as well okay. as well as in the medical fraternity though the later part we are trying to address to uh, inclusion of uh, that means high risk of uh, high suspicion of uh, any case if uh, the differential diagnosis other that kind of clinical based approach is already been trying we are trying to address that thing but side by side we have to raise the awareness raise the awareness among the general public about this rare diseases apart from that many doctors lack appropriate training and awareness to be able yes. to correctly and timely diagnose which we are already addressing and apart from that uh, another challenge is, is that there is an immediate need to create awareness among the general patients public as well as their families sometimes it takes around 7 to 8 years to diagnose a rare condition that's the kind of thing that's the kind of effort which is required and lot of time is uh, lost uh, in addressing that kind of thing if it is able we are able to diagnose early as well as as uh, uh, dr singh has pointed out saying that in the womb if you are able to diagnose one time tb rate is available then fortunately you are able to at least improve the quality of life of that person that kind of approach we have to take and uh, we are working towards that direction and the policy which has been released it will foster and it will try to uh, give a impetus to uh, the efforts which have been made uh, towards that direction over to you Absolutely sir so the key of course is creating awareness among the people for rare diseases but professor saying talking about the financial support now according to the policy a provision for financial support of up to 20 lakh under the umbrella scheme of rashtriya arogya nidhi is proposed for treatment now two points here sir who can avail the benefits under the policy and secondly sir concerns are also being voiced if this kind of financial support is adequate difficult question but uh, i i i think uh, this question dr madan gopal is the best person to answer but it is you know a tricky answer a tricky question and uh, it is uh, i can say it is not sufficient definitely it is uh, you know uh, the, the most important thing is that some of the, this 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 amount even though it is a initiative taken by government which is definitely welcome yes because something is better than nothing so definitely at least the family support is important some of the poor people they can uh, you know uh, help the child at least the family support will be available because in many uh, uh, situations the child and the family they require financial support and uh, that is you know because of need of the money uh, the good quality of life which child deserves or can have uh this is uh, not uh, made available so if financial support is uh, definitely is given but again this uh, uh, this needs to reach to the masses that how this will be channelized at what stage it will be given once it is diagnosed at that time or before diagnosis or it will be given to uh, to to the uh, to strengthen our infrastructure i think that will be most important that you know the government uh, should uh, strengthen our diagnostic facilities and care and awareness as we say iec programs and so that you know people are aware 
the 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 rare diseases usually they are chromosomal or protein based or genetic what we can in common language we can say so they need to be diagnosed as early as possible because there are very few diseases which will be they are diagnosed but they will develop in the later in the life but most of these diseases they will manifest early in the childhood childhood or at the birth so these are very very important uh, i i think timeline is very important but nevertheless the support uh, extended by government of india is definitely it will help uh, the to provide a uh, healthcare facility and the home care particularly for those affected families absolutely sir everyone would agree that it is a welcome move uh, but talking about the finance part of it dr gopal the policy also envisages a crowdfunding mechanism in which corporates and individuals will be encouraged to extend financial support through a robust it platform for treatment of rare diseases do you think this novel method would be of paramount importance in combating this kind of a disease uh, as rightly pointed out by dr singh that means whatever uh, small support which is there that support is there at least it will raise awareness that this kind of support is available and people if the diagnosis happens as early as possible at least some support and some relief can be given to that uh, person who is affected by this apart from the central government this uh, arogya niti there's the state government are also considering supporting this patient and they do have some mechanism of support that but still the priorities we have to see that how we balance the priority between the public health priorities as well as the rare disease because this is a tragic care thing so we have to see that how the balance act happens that's why uh, they uh, we would be facing resource constraints and uh, there would be a compelling need to prioritize the available resources to the maximum maximum gains for the people who are affected by this so as a result an alternative funding mechanism would be required and as such uh, you have rightly pointed out that crowdsourcing mechanism would be very important because the this can at least add add on to the uh, resource constraint and uh, the add on to the the competing health priority because our first priority now is to allay uh, uh, the pandemic and the pandemic response but apart from that there are other primary health care issues and other things which uh, they are all priorities but having said this you have to this alternative crowdsource mechanism is available the csr if somebody wants to Uh, contribute to that uh, other commitment the corporate social responsibility commitment that can also be worked out it is very difficult for the government to fully finance the treatment of this high cost uh, diseases but this can act as uh, this uh, this uh, crowdsource funding and act as a bridge between this and they can bring together the notified hospitals and the patient receiving such this the digital platform can act uh, Uh, can play a very big role in bringing all the things together now you will be finding in whatsapp and other things uh, some uh, some organizations who are working silos and supporting this kind of patients but if a digital platform is available who can connect the hospitals connect the patients connect the funders so that that is a good platform which is there and the, apart from that the notified hospitals can share information related to the patient to this what they are suffering so that it can add to the national registry and other things also the, so this is a very good thing that the crowdsource mechanism including the digital platform for connecting the patient hospitals and the uh, the funders so it's a very good good thing and in the coming years you will be seeing lot of these things which will be complementing the efforts of the uh, arogya niti which is there 
Right, Dr. Gopal, you also talked about the registry. Now we understand that the policy also envisages creation of a national hospital based registry of rare diseases so that adequate data is available for definition of rare diseases and also for research and development related to rare diseases within the country. So help us understand how will the entire system work? But it's very, uh, because it's the process of evolution, because uh, there have been a rare disease registry which have been created uh, by ICMR. So they are collecting information. This information would be used for, uh, because right now about the rare disease, we don't have an epidemic or epidemiological profile of uh, these rare diseases. That's an aid in the research and development aspect for, for how the rare diseases, how early we can diagnose that. These registries, they will aid in all uh, diagnosis as well as and how the treatment can be with it will it will put give insights into the treatment modalities. It will give insights into the markers which can be used for diagnosing this kind of thing. That usually uh, registry function is like that. Then we are in the process of evolving that, and more and more institutions would be uh, roped into this registry. And in the coming years, you will see a lot of. Uh, data which would be available through this registry which can be put for research, developing uh, markers, developing treatment modalities and other developing, if, even if it is a public health problem, then the public health response also. Alright, Professor Singh, before we end this conversation, help us understand the role of health and wellness centres, district early intervention centres for screening and detecting rare diseases at early stages. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's what, you know, uh, the Niti Aayog, ICMR, all these registries, they are intended to. And uh, that's what I would like also to say that uh, uh, the uh, film industry has also come forward for that because, you know, you see last 10, 15 years, Amir Khan's film or other, uh, these yes. two, three films, I can uh, very vividly, I can remember these films, they have also... Uh, played very significant role and the, the masses, at least uh, those who are educated or those who go uh, for this kind of uh, uh, the movies or they have understood correctly in the uh, correct context. Definitely uh, the public is getting aware, but uh, the health and wellness centers, they are being equipped. But, you know, let me tell you these, the equipments and the testing is not that uh, cheap. It is, yes. you know, the biomarker, Dr. Madan Gopal said. So biomarker, we need to develop, which are uh, cost-effective and easy to do. Because right now, the machines are, they are coming in crores. And that uh, also you need trained technical staff, trained, you know, specialists for that. So health and wellness, that definitely they can, you know, screening and some, uh, the algorithm uh, need to be developed. So at least they can screen and they can send to some uh, uh, and spoke method. So these centers, they can uh, suspect at least, and then they can send for confirmation. So that can work. All right. Uh, so that was a very meaningful discussion. And of course, uh, we discussed uh, about the important highlights of the policy. On that note, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So that's all we had for you in this edition of Policy Watch. Thanks for watching and stay tuned.